If you like Rogan and Rodney, be sure to check out Petros and Money. Hear them live weekdays at 3 on AM 570 LA Sports or podcast their show on the iHeartRadio app by searching Petros and Money. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Pete. Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Yep, and we uh, we continue on. Rob Parker, Rodney Pete on a Tuesday. Uh, still a lot to get to. A lot to get to. We're going to have uh, our man Joan Buha will join us. He is the uh, Lakers beat writer for The Athletic and talk some more Lakers about their game tonight and uh, how uh, how important, how meaningful, how intense it's going to be for the Lakers. Is it a must win? We'll get more into that later. Um, also, catch you up on some other things. Rob Parker, you, you mentioned before we went breaking last hour that that uh, that you got in a ring for a charity, charity match, and then he threw out the Stephen A. Smith versus Kwame Brown. That would make some a serious. Tell me money. that wouldn't make. Rodney, would everybody it, tune in? Yes, they would. I think yes, Stephen A. might have a long list of people that want to want to. That would want to mix it up with them. There's no doubt, dude. If they could get in the ring, I'll tell you another guy who could get in the ring and make money. Jason Whitlock. If oh yeah. He got in the ring. People would pay big money. Up. They would be. They would line up. I'm not even kidding you. It would, it would be. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that some people want to bash me. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, but you 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 not you not quite on that uh, on that level where people go sleep at night thinking about no no getting no a, getting, a, Come getting on. in the ring getting in the ring with trying you, to hurt me. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> you are a nice guy. All this dental work I had. Come on, Rodney. I got to hold on to my dental work. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And sometimes you know when we talk about all these people that want to get in the ring with each other, they just need some healing, Rob. Cause you remember that? Healing. Do you remember when they were doing it with like Danny Bonaduce oh, yeah, and those yeah. ex celebrity celebrity celebrity? Matches? Yeah, oh, those things were popular yeah, yeah, for a minute. Popular. But this is but but but, this uh, is but bad for boxing though. As you oh, terrible! Yeah. It really is. And we all need some healing. And right now, we need to get some spiritual healing because it's that time. It's that time. It's that time. It's that time for us to sit back, relax. And let the spirit guide us. And bringing us that spirit is our man. And here, for the haiku at two, because that's what it is, the haiku at two, all you have to say is our man, Vic the Brick Jacobs. And Vic, good afternoon. Good afternoon, all Pete. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how you let it marinate right there, Vic. That's what I'm talking mm. about. That's what I'm talking well, about. Well, did you have a good holiday weekend? I did, Vic. I did. A very good holiday weekend. How about you? Blessings. I caught, Blessings. I caught a lot of L.A. sports this weekend, Vic. I went to the Laker game on Sunday. 
uh, which was uh, which was a rough one. Then I got That's up, a brutal run. I got uplifted last night with the Dodger game last night, and my man Chris Taylor going to work. Mm. Don't forget my man Luxie went deep Luxie, twice. Luxie went deep twice, finding his zone right now. Luxie is. Luxie's, uh, is, you know, he's in a groove, man. He's squaring it up. Yeah, yeah, he is. And he's in all week for the vacationing. Fred Rogan, please. Say hi and show the love for one of the founding fathers of the Borough of Queens. It's Rob Parker. Vic the Brick. Hey, all I'm going to say is that intro, you marinated it so long I felt like a piece of chicken laying here in sauce. <laughs> a little El Pollo. <laughs> Not a chicken wing? Chicken wing, yeah. It, it's a wing wing, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> he is the executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney show. Please put your hands together and show the love. It's Dr. Kevin Figures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The doctor is in. Right. And on the ones and the twos and the threes and the fours, he's celebrating Ronnie Woods' birthday from the Rolling Stones. It's Ronnie Fascio. King Flavor! <laughs> Ronnie Fascio. Happy birthday, Ronnie Woods. Happy birthday, Ronnie Dave Woods. Roberts. Yes. 49 yes. years, fresh, creative, and free. Sensei yesterday. Yes. Happy birthday, Dave. We love you. Great birthday present. Yeah, that 14 pitch at bat from uh, from uh, CT3 will go down in the in the archives. It's one of the greatest at bats in Dodger history. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Just on un- just unbelievable focus, concentration. You know, Cabrera had good stuff. Yes, he did. Cabrera had good stuff. So, what at bat is better, that one or Gibby against Dennis Eckersley? Well, oh, Gibby, but I mean, you know, in the, in the last really? last few years, come on, there's only one Gibby at bat. This this was unbelievable. And did the Cardinals really have a relief pitcher named Ponce de Leon? Yes. Isn't that great? Love that. You know, he discovered the Fountain of Ute. Yes, he did, Ponce de Leon. St. Petersburg, Florida, many years ago, Ponce de Leon. For all your history buffs out there. And now, (laughs) you'll quote me, it was Ponce de Leon. There's a local kid, by the way, there, Vic. I think he went to La Mirada High. Oh, really? He Did he really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a whole local thing with Trevor Bauer from UCLA and Larry. Jack Flaherty from Harvard-Westlake. and yeah, It was a whole local deal yesterday at the stadium. The Dodgers stopped the funk. Bullpen game today, remember, 6 o'clock. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck at 6 with Tim Cates. David Price pitching well. He'll start off the uh, the collective at seven ish. Right here, AM five seven, the LA Sports. Your haiku for you is by Bundo, B U N D O. Bundo. Bundo. Have we had Bundo before? I don't believe so. We've had we've talked about King had, Kong Bundy, one of the great wrestlers of all time. King Kong I, I had Bundo. I think it was a couple of penicillin shots, and I was all right after that. <laughs> So oh, sh- it's all it took. After that cruise. 
Bundo, huh? Okay. Yeah, Bundo. B-U-N-A-D-O. Bundo. Right. On this haiku on this Tuesday, June the 1st. Can you believe it? We're in June. Already. Wait a minute. What their song? And Bunjo was his name. Oh, no. Was that? Oh, that was Bingo. They used to sing that on Queens Boulevard. Sure did. At PS50. And Bundo was his name. Oh, <laughs> there we go. B U N D O. B U N D O. B U N D O. And Bundo was his name. Oh, what are we doing right now? What, what is going on? I have on no right idea. Rodney, you just sing that in Arizona growing up? Come on, you sang that. I did. I did. I have to admit, I did. I went, yeah, yeah. Old school, man. Old school. I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you go, Vic? I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never forget when the Dodgers were up 11 nothing on the hated ones about 10 days ago. That was my reaction. I went, yeah, 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 yeah. In retrospect, it's quite a bizarre sound, no? Yeah, very bizarre. Like it's in the wild. It sounds like you're in the wild, Vic. It's raw. <laughs> the streets of the Philippines. Who oh, no! You're telling me. Backpacking. So this nugget is by Bundo. A heavy cloud hangs low. A cloud of blossoms o'er the land. Pink, like the sunrise glow. I'm feeling you. Bundo. Ooh, Bundo. I like that by Bundo. Bundo. Yes. Pink. Come on. Like a glow. And a sunrise. I like that you know, by Bundo. In the ninth of June. First time in the ninth inning one. with a man on, you know what? You got to Bundo him to second base. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Come on, Rodney. Come on, Parker. Don't ruin Bundo. Come on, Bundo just, gave us, Bundo just gave us some love and some enlightenment, and you just set us back 50 years. I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> That's right. I got some special baseball haikus coming up this week. Oh, you do? Yes, just got a special book from from a friend in in L.A. You sent me a beautiful a beautiful book, and we're going to uh, you know throw out some baseball verse. And I, th- I think I think our Parker will enjoy them for the rest of the week. You know anything with baseball? I'm in, Vic. You know that. I know you, you're hardcore. Love it, Vic. Come on with it. It's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. That's right. Brought to you by our good friend Jacob Imrotting. Bad things happen to good people when they do. Call our man, Jacob M. Imrotting. Call Jacob. That's exactly what the jingle says. We talked to him earlier in the show. I just got this breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski a few minutes ago. Joel Embiid, we know, left yesterday's game against Washington with a sore knee. Many people thought, well, he can go back into the game. They're up 3-0. Even if they happen to lose, he'll come back later in the series. Well, Woj just tweeted out that Embiid is doubtful for Game 5. He had an MRI on his right knee and is expected to be evaluated further on either today or tomorrow. But that will be a humongous loss for basically the guy who was an MVP candidate this year along with the Joker if Embiid has to miss any significant amount of time there, Rodney. It's a humongous loss, absolutely. Uh, they they don't go anywhere without Embiid. I mean, he was as dominant as we expected him to be when he's healthy this past year. 
And, you know, when you look at the East and where it's kind of lining up to be, whether it's Milwaukee or, or, or Brooklyn, not many have an answer for Embiid when Embiid's at his best. Not many teams have an answer for him, so they it's, definitely. It's, I thought it was. I thought it was his tailbone that he had injured as well. So, but basically, they're saying basically it's his, it's more of his knee than than in, than the tailbone, huh? Yeah, I found that to be odd. He landed on his tailbone, but when yeah. he left the game, they said it was knee soreness. So, right. interesting, Rob. Hey, it, how many how many stars are going to be hurting this playoff run? I mean, my God, right? This has been a an injury plagued NBA mm-hmm. season. It really has. And the winner of the championship will be the, the survivor of the fittest, right? I mean, yeah. that might determine it. Just like the NBA, as far as the MVP, all these guys wind up falling out because they, they couldn't stay healthy. Well, the key is just to chill and be. I mean, there's no reason to, to force them into action, you know, you know, a la AD. You don't, you don't force them in uh, just because it's a playoff game. And they have a substantial lead already over, you know, over Washington. I expect them to take care of that business, but it'll be interesting to see if Washington can make a run. You know, Russ is playing sensational ball. Beal is scoring, but you know, Sixers have total control of the series. Embiid or no Embiid. I don't know if you've seen recent episodes of The Shop with LeBron James, but uh, one quote that he made on this past week's episode has uh, made some headlines, and that's when he was talking about playing in the bubble in Orlando last year. Uh, someone did ask him, you know, whether or not if he was traded to Orlando, how would you react to it? He said, quote, I'm retiring. It's over. He said, LeBron's been traded to Orlando. LeBron lives in Malibu. He ain't <laughs> playing there. So it got me to thinking, and I know we have a lot of fans who listen all over the place on the iHeartRadio app. We don't want to disrespect anybody's hometown, but just for the sake of the discussion, Rodney, was there ever a city or is there a city that you would not have played in if they said, we're trading you to X? And you said, absolutely not. I love the game, but I'm not playing in that city. I have no desire to be there. See, he's yeah. lucky. Detroit. You, oh, I was no, going to say he was already there. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I kind of felt that coming, uh, by the way. No, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincinnati uh, was was the place, and it still is the place, I believe, that, that nobody really wants wants to go. You know, you know, Detroit has its issues, but Detroit, you know, to me, you know, you still feel like you got some, some hope there from time to time. Whereas Cincinnati, it just it feels like a wasteland um, in terms of the NFL. I mean, there are other bad organizations out there, the Jets, but the Jets are in New York City, so you can deal with that. Cincinnati, uh, just it's just one of those places. I think that. And not just for me, but I think everybody would look at it. Most guys were like, I do not want to go play in Cincinnati unless I absolutely 100% have to, Rob. If they offer me a job in Jacksonville, I'm not going. I think I'll go work at Macy's. I'm not going to Jacksonville. And you take full advantage of that employee discount, too. Trust me. You already know. I would be getting, you know, I would go to the 50% off rack and then get my employee discount of another 20 and I'd be walking out of there with bags every day. <laughs> Vic, you've been everywhere. Uh, is there a place that you would not want to go to? I am open to all our beautiful 50 states. I'm not surprised by that. Oh, I'm man. open to all 50. Except? But if, if I had a winter, let's say a winter, where I, I had to spend somewhere, I would not want to go to uh, North Dakota. I think North Dakota would be out. 
the blizzard conditions. Not a fan of the bison, huh? Well, I love the bison, but they, they, you know they're very sensitive to uh, you know to the to the sun. And North Dakota in the winter would be a tough cut, tough a tough call, tough call for the you know for VTB. All right. Well, last one for us, just since we're talking about relocating or possibly moving, uh, that's a story that came out of the uh, Pioneer Press yesterday. So we know Alex Rodriguez and Mark Lore are teaming up and trying to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves, and there's a rumor that they may be trying to move the team out of Minnesota and take them to Seattle. And Seattle has been rumored about for the last few years in NBA circles about possibly getting an expansion franchise, having the Sonics back. They might expand as well to Las Vegas and have two extra teams in the Western Conference. Now, apparently, Kevin Garnett is trying to get in on the ownership group as well, but Garnett, obviously one of the great Timberwolves of all time, is loyal to Minnesota and does not want the franchise to relocate, and that's where a bit of a snag in negotiations could happen because Garnett, apparently in conjunction with Alex Rodriguez, was trying to get together and make this thing happen, but if that's a sticking point between the two of them, then who knows exactly how this thing will end up. Well, kind of having gone through a little bit of this, I, I, I think that if there was an opportunity for them, and are they teamed up already, Gar- Garnett and Alex Rodriguez in no. that group? No, A-Rod and Lore are already teamed up, and they're talking about bringing Garnett in bringing a little Garnett bit later. In. Correct. Um, if they're bringing Garnett in, it, it would be a nice sentiment, Kevin, that you want to keep the team in Minnesota. Yep. But we're going to go. We're going to leave. We're going to do what we got to do. Uh, it's one thing if it was Garnett's group bringing in Alex Rodriguez, and then they have a foothold in saying that. But I get, and Kevin's got to do that because he did play there and didn't make his mark there. But if the group is saying we got a chance to move to Seattle and take this in a new direction, which Seattle is craving and which there will be a, a, a franchise there very soon, I believe. As well as Las Vegas, I think there's it's inevitable for Vegas to have a basketball franchise there. But yeah. if, if the group if the group is saying that, uh, Kevin Garnett will will change his tune. He'll say, "I love you, I love you, Minneapolis," but we out. You know, Minnie always gets picked on. Remember a couple years back, they wanted to take the Twins. You remember that? That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, Minneapolis is not that destination, even though. It has the three major, well, it has all four sports, I should say, because they lost the North Stars for a minute, right? Yeah. And then they got the star. Uh, the Wild. Right? The Wild. And then they got the Wild, wild right, because yeah. the, cause the Stars went, to, went Dallas. to Dallas. Yeah. Right, right. That was their team, the Minnesota North Stars. So they've had that issue of people wanting to leave there. I wouldn't be surprising if you're right, Rodney, that Las Vegas and Seattle are the next two uh, and either getting an expansion team or taking a team from Minneapolis. Let's face it, the association is hungry for a new market, a new, a new revenue flow. You know, after uh, you know, the, the financial drought. So they are seeking new markets. And Seattle would be the most likely destination, and Vegas. But I would not take a team out of Minnesota. They strong tradition, great fans. Just put a squad in Seattle, man. And put a squad in Vegas. What's the big deal? And that is what's lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been great. All right, we've been talking about it all day. Big pivotal game five in Phoenix for the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers beat writer Joan Buha will join us on the other side. Rob Parker, Rodney P, AM570, LA Sports. Bringing you LA's best sports talk weekdays, noon to three. Hogan and Rodney. If I ever do you wrong, if I ever. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A lot more to a lot more to talk about. Rodney Pete, Rob Parker on a Tuesday game night for our Los Angeles Lakers, a pivotal game five in this. Also, before the end of the show, I have a special surprise I want to share with all of our listeners for the uh, end of the week. So really, I will Got share something one. that's coming. Absolutely. But right now. Right now, let's get to uh, some more Lakers talk with the Lakers beat writer for The Athletic. Jovan Buha joins us. Jovan, what's going on, man? How's it going? It's going doing well. It's going good. It's We're going doing good. better than the Lakers, I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> I bet is you it, are. Is it, how's the panic meter for the purple and gold right now? I, I think it's it's moderately high. Um, you know, I, I think what, whenever they've talked about the, the postseason and repeating as champions and, and sort of their, their aspirations with, with this season, it's always been with LeBron James and Anthony Davis being healthy. Right. And I think knowing that AD clearly isn't healthy, you know, I, I, I almost look at game four, like they, they basically played the whole game without him. He played 19 minutes, but he was a shell of himself physically. He was lumbering up and down the floor. Uh, didn't have a dunk, didn't get out in transition. So they essentially played, in my opinion, last game entirely without him and, and kind of knowing the status of him that even if he does play tonight, which I, I don't think he is, but if he does, you know, he's going to be, again, a shell of himself, not, not fully AD. Um, you know, that, that is a tough task to, to a, a team that I think, um, I, I kind of look at this matchup almost like that uh, 2015 Clippers-Spurs series um, from, from six years ago where, we all that was a seven game series that we all knew these two teams should not be matched up in the first round. And that's how I feel right now about Lakers Suns. Like this is a conference semifinals conference finals matchup happening in round one. Uh, you know, Phoenix was the two seed. And I think for the Lakers, I mean, you, you can't feel great about going into a hostile environment without AD most likely. That, that was why I didn't pick the Lakers. I thought too many things had to go right with this team. And there were too many question marks that there was a chance that one of those two guys could re-injure themselves. Uh, but Anthony Davis in the two games, games two and three, what, averaged 34 points. And in the other games, um, obviously the Lakers lost both of those where he didn't play well. And then Aiton, his emergence uh, with the Suns, I mean, what's the answer? How do they stop him? It's, uh, I, I, I don't have an answer for you. Um, you know, he's been the best, I, I think, considering 80s, poor performance in game one and then the, the injury and then sort right. of the slow first half in game in game four, DeAndre Ayton's been the best big man in the series. Uh, and he's, he's dominated, you know, Drummond, Marcus Gasol, AD, like he, he's gone out all those guys. And um, I think for the Lakers, they just have to do a better job of, of tracking him. He's been able to get behind them and pick and rolls for, for lobs. Um, he's been active on the offensive glass, which th- that's just an effort thing and, and rotating and, and putting a body on him. Um, so I think, you know, it's not like they're running post-ups for DeAndre Ayton. They're not really running a lot of offense through him, but he's just kind of slipping through the cracks and finding, uh, you know, timely cuts and rolls. Um, again, slipping behind the defense for lobs, getting offensive rebounds. Like he's kind of doing a, all the dirty work that, um, you know, that that's on Andre Drummond. That's on Marcus Sol. That's on AD. When, you know, if he returns, like you guys got to handle DeAndre Ayton. Keep, keep a, an arm on him at all times in the paint. Uh, you know, don't let him get behind you uh, because he's just getting easy. I mean, he's getting layups and, and you know, the, the toughest shots for him are like these mini hook shots that he's just kind of flinging in. But um, for the most part, he's getting layups and dunks and that's just inexcusable from the Lakers defense. 
Jovan Buha joins us, beat writer for The Athletic. Um, what about uh, the scoring? Obviously, it went down in the second half. Uh, we mentioned AD not being there. But where does it come from? Um, it, because it felt like they were searching for somebody to score. And, and I don't know if it's, is it just KCP being out. Um, where does the scoring come from if AD doesn't play, which is more than likely won't? Where does the scoring come from other than LeBron? Well, I think first and foremost, it's, it's going to have to come from LeBron. And, you know, LeBron has not scored more than 30 points since March 18th, over two months ago. And that, that's, you know, that, that gap is mainly because he was out for, for six plus weeks with that high ankle sprain. But, uh, you know, the point of that is LeBron has not scored over 30 points since returning from that injury. And um, even he, he had some great highlight plays in that game four where he had that, that spin into the dunk. He had the, uh, the uh, lob off the backboard from Caruso. Um, and, you know, he, he had several plays that you were just like, wow, this is like vintage LeBron. Uh, but he still only scored 25 points. And I, I think for the Lakers to go into Phoenix and win that game, they need 30-plus, maybe even 35-plus from LeBron. So I, I think first and foremost, it starts with him. They need a vintage LeBron performance to have a chance. Uh, but beyond him, I think it's a, a little bit of everybody chipping in. The, the two guys I look at to score more are Dennis Schroeder and uh, Kyle Kuzma. I think those two guys have, have kind of been the, the third and fourth guys when LeBron and AD have, have been out or just kind of coming back from injury, like those guys have stepped up offensively. Kuzma's had a terrible series, really on both ends, but um, especially offensively, he, he has not been shooting well at all. So um, I think Kuz, I mean, he started in the second half of Game 4 in place of AD. I would most likely expect him to start tonight in, in Game 5. And, um, you know, his numbers as a starter are much better uh, you know, versus coming off the bench. So he's a guy I look at, can you chip in 14, 15 points? You know, Dennis, can you get 18, 20 uh, Drummond, can you be more active? He, he only had three shots last game. Um, so I, I think it's going to have to be a by committee effort. There's no one. This is not a you know a three star team. That, there's, there's no guys he's stepping in for, for like thirty or something other than LeBron. Uh, but so I think for me it's just guys chipping in. And to your point, KCP he's one for thirteen on threes in this series. So if if he does play, which it seems like he's going to, um, he's got to hit some shots and get out in transition like he's capable of. So I do think it's a, a by-committee thing to replace AD because there's, there's no one on this roster that can do that. Johan, you, you know, you mentioned the Kyle Kuzma thing. It was just a few years ago that he was untouchable. They wouldn't even trade him for AD the first time. You remember? He couldn't be involved mm-hmm. in the trade, and he's been very inconsistent. And it, do, do the Lakers still look at him as, as, as like – there's still time for him to blossom into something, or has his ship sailed because he's been so inconsistent? I think the the expectations for him have changed, and that you know, I think to to your point, there was a couple years ago he was looked at. I mean, if you, if you look at his numbers year by year, his scoring and, and shooting have decreased throughout his career, which is kind of rare for a player. But he had that you know really impressive rookie year, uh, came out of nowhere as a late first round pick. Yep. And, you know, we were, we were talking about all the baby Lakers, Ingram, Lonzo Ball, like Kyle Kuzma was the best of them that season. And it just kind of took everybody by surprise. Uh, but, but since then, his role has continually decreased. His shooting percentages have gone down. Um, and I think he's, he's kind of shifted into like almost this defensive energy role player where, where now they use him 
off the bench as, as kind of the the stopper against whoever the, the bench's best scorer is, and um, you know he puts up some good rebounding numbers. Like, he, but I think people expecting him to be that score, I think that ship has sailed. And you know, who knows? Maybe he ends up in a different situation in the future uh, on a different team, and he can kind of get back to some of that. But I think on this Lakers team with LeBron and AD there, but with Dennis there. Um, I just don't think there's enough shots and enough of a role for him offensively. So his role is kind of just, you know, take open threes, get out and transition. Uh, maybe we'll run a pick and roll for you every now and then, an ISO for you every now and then. But he's not really as involved offensively as he was in years past. So um, I, I do think if you, if you look at him through that lens, he's a disappointment. But if you look at him through the other lens, like I, actually he's become a solid role player. It's just in this series, I mean, he, he's missing wide open shots, which is just yeah. – you have to make those. And I think he's gotten in his head a little bit. He doesn't look as confident as he did earlier in the season. So um, he's a guy that, to me, is an X factor tonight because he is probably going to start based on the way Frank Vogel has used his rotations. And if he does start, they're going to need a big performance from him. No, I, I agree, absolutely. It just feels like his confidence is not not quite there. Uh, Jovan Buha joins us, a beat writer for the Lakers for the Athletic. Um, also a guy that, you know, kind of figuring out his role is Andre Drummond. You know, when he was signed, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, you felt like, okay, this was the guy we need to combat, you know, the rest of the teams in the West and, and also combat the East. But it feels like he, sometimes he, he looks like a fish out of water from time to time. Like he's, not, he's not comfortable in, in this environment. What's going on with him and how much do they expect out of him? Well, it, I never want to see another Andre Drummond post up uh, again. That, that would <laughs> make wow. me happy because – <laughs> when I mean, it, it, one of three things happens when Andre Drummond posts up. He he dribbles the ball off of his foot. Uh, he gets stripped or blocked, or he just flings up a, a wild shot that that doesn't go in. And I, I think you know, and to his credit, and, and to the Lakers' credit, they've cut that out because there were stretches there when LeBron and AD were out. Like you know, he, he did have some nice games. He, he had that game in Brooklyn where where he had twenty points and and helped them beat the, the, the Nets in Brooklyn, which was a big win for the Lakers. But there, there have been some games where um, there was way too much posting him up, trying to make him the offensive focal point. And, like, he's a guy who's done that in, in Cleveland and Detroit, but those were all lottery teams. And the two times he made the playoffs, his teams got swept both times. So, like, you, you do not want Andre Drummond as the focal point of your offense. Uh, but what he's done in L.A. is, is take that back seat and take more of that um, you know, some, doing a lot of things kind of the, the way that uh, Montrezl Harrell does. And, and, you know, he's kind of replaced Harrell in the rotation. That They're going with Drummond and Gasol. Um, so he, a lot of the, the rolling to the rim, uh, a lot of, uh, again, the, the off- just offensive rebounds, energy plays, um, which Drummond's capable of. I mean, he's one of the best rebounders ever statistically. Um, so I, I think for him, it's just been an adjustment of going from most teams for the last five years of his career He's been the number one or at worst number two option. He's now like fourth or fifth in the pecking order, and they're not really running things for him. So um, I do think that's affected his effort maybe a little bit at times. But, um, you know, I, I think for the most part, he's been solid in the series. Last game was definitely his worst game, uh, and he did not have as much of an impact. But I think for him, it's just matching the energy and effort of DeAndre Ayton. And, yeah. um, you know, he's bigger than Ayton. I mean, Ayton's taller, but he's stronger and, and wider. And I, I think for him, he really has to impose his will in the paint and, and just body Aiden. Is this the uh, last question before we let you go? Is it is this mm-hmm. the game a must win for the Lakers for the series? They got to win this one. 
Uh, well, I, I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to cop out here and, and say if if Anthony Davis is returning for Game Six, so if AD is just missing tonight and is back by Thursday, I don't think it's a must-win because then I think they can win that Game Six in LA with AD back. If AD's out the rest of the series, I do think it's a must-win just because I, I mean they're all going to be must-wins for them at that point because I, I don't love them being down three-two with Phoenix having that confidence of, of winning back-to-back games, going back to LA to potentially send them home. So I think for me, it really just depends on the status of AD as far as the, the severity of, of you know whether they need to win or not. But here's the thing: it's, it's a best-of-three series. Two of the games are in Phoenix. The Lakers are going to have to win a game in Phoenix to win this series, be it game five or game seven. So um, I guess from, from that sense, I'll, I'll change my answer to, yes, it's a must win. Uh, you know, their season is on the line, uh, but I don't think it's over as long as Anthony Davis returns at some point. Yep. Well, well said and well taken. I, I agree with that. I ain't buying all, it, and it's uh, not going all, seven games. All so depends, I'm just telling you. All just depends on AD, as we as we've said all along. It's just in a different way. It depends on AD. You know what my it, lead would be, Johan? I'm gonna give you the, the lead. All right, when they lose tonight. Oh, okay. oh wait, wait. Say that again. When they lose tonight, is that what you we, said? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, when they it lose, would, okay. it would be like uh, the the Lakers AD after death. All right, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Yovan, I'm sorry you had to hear that last part from Rob Parker. I really apologize. Man. He might steal it. It'll be in the athletic. It'll be online. Check it. Read the athletic tomorrow. That's right. All right. Thanks for joining us. All right, man. buddy. Thank all you. The insight. Thanks, guys. All right. You didn't we'll like be... that lead? No. Lakers I didn't like... AD? No. 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 Okay. no. I didn't like that at all. And you said win. So you're guaranteed a Phoenix victory tonight, is what you said. Uh, uh, yes, I'm okay. gonna get. We all got right. wings. We're yeah. gonna be together all yeah. week. I'll yeah. send them to you yeah. if, you, if right. we bet it. All right, we'll, we'll discuss. And I got a, I got a quick big announcement on the other side before we get out of here. So uh, stay tuned. Roddy Pete, Rob Parker, AM five seventy LA Sports, bringing you LA's best sports talk weekdays noon to three. Rogan and Rodney. Thank you for being a friend. There it is. Travel Never gets old. Never gets old with my man Rob Parker's going out in for Fred. Uh, what you got, big, Rodney? Big, 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 big game tonight. And speaking of the Lakers, on Friday, just mark your calendars, June 4th for the whole hour. For the whole hour, my man Magic Johnson is going to be in for the whole hour, talking NBA, talking basketball, and taking your calls. Join us June 4th on Friday, noon to one. Magic is in all day, all hour. On that the is show. awesome. Gonna, Am yeah, I on the show that his, day or no? Cre- gonna, I'm not even on the show that day, Rob. It's just magic. It's the magic hour. It's the magic hour. Yeah, it's the I magic remember hour. that TV show. <laughs> I hope the radio show is better. Stop it, Rob. <laughs> you what? stop it. I'm, you stop it right now. All right, now. I'll be quiet. I'm not going to sit quiet. here, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. So many hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark? Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep them guessing. Bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the bin. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen. Late night, down sunset, like in the 